Hi, I'm David Green from Canela. Today, we're going to talk about a most amazing nutrient, vitamin D. We'll discuss its history, the amazing way it's produced in our bodies, and the many ways it provides us with important health benefits of nearly every description. We'll also talk about the incredible way vitamin D helps the mitochondria function in our cells, which optimizes our ability to hold and convert the power of light into respiratory energy and ward off a variety of diseases. So first, let's talk about when and how vitamin D was discovered. Vitamin D was one of 13 vitamins discovered in the early 1920s by a group of doctors who were researching diseases caused by nutritional deficiencies like rickets. By researching and studying these substances, they were able to define vitamins as being carbon-containing chemicals which must be obtained through diet because they're not produced by the body's tissues. Vitamins play a vital role in our body's metabolism, but only very small amounts are needed for them to achieve their purpose. So you may be asking, what exactly is vitamin D? Although vitamin D is referred to as one of the four fat-soluble vitamins, it's unique from the other vitamins because it can be synthesized by the human body when food sources of vitamin D are scarce. However, another interesting thing to keep in mind about vitamin D is that it must be converted into a usable form by the body after it's consumed or produced by the body. Vitamin D is produced by our skin from a type of cholesterol called 7-dehydrocholesterol. Sunshine, and UVB energy specifically, is the magic catalyst that enables the 7-dehydrocholesterol to be converted into vitamin D3. Because of this process, vitamin D3 is often called the sunshine vitamin. After vitamin D3 is produced in the skin, it gets carried to the liver and then the kidneys, where it then gets transformed into active, usable vitamin D. Given the lack of sunshine in the autumn and winter months in the UK and other places in the Northern Hemisphere, vitamin D deficiency is common, particularly amongst population groups with darker skin or among those who cover their skin, limiting their exposure to light. Sunscreens also prevent our skin from producing vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency can have serious consequences, and it's been linked to an increasing risk of developing a wide range of illnesses. So let's talk a little more about vitamin D, light, and energy. At this point, it's a good idea to delve a little deeper into the relationship between vitamin D and sunlight and what it means for the human body and our health. For example, what are we really doing for ourselves when we go on holiday to a sunny place and recharge our batteries? To understand it all better, let's start by talking about our mitochondria, known as the powerhouses of our cells. Our mitochondria have a unique ability to switch between two different forms of energy production. This goes far back into our ancestry, when life was still forming prior to the first ice age, when the Earth's atmosphere was devoid of molecular oxygen, or O2, and dominated by carbon dioxide, or CO2, and methane gas, or CH4. The CO2 was being produced from volcanic action in the Earth's crust. The methane gas was being produced by the ubiquitous archaea, a largely anaerobic life form, which converted CO2 to CH4. When the first ice sheet melted, oxygen levels started to rise, most likely as a result of CO2 being converted into oxygen via photosynthesis in plants. In his 16 stages of cellular change, 
Henrik Kremer talks about how our mitochondria can switch from aerobic to anaerobic functions to produce energy. Aerobic cells consist of 80% oxygen and 20% glucose. They can capture and hold light effectively to create ATP. On the other end of the spectrum, anaerobic cells consist of 80% glucose and 20% oxygen. They are far less effective at converting light into energy to produce ATP. As low as 1 16th is effective, in fact. This ability for mitochondria to switch between aerobic and anaerobic methods of ATP production is important to prevent damage to cells caused by free radicals. When ATP is being produced using oxygen, large amounts of free radicals are produced. These free radicals can damage the cell's nucleus when they divide. Cells protect themselves from this free radical damage by switching to anaerobic respiration while replication takes place. Then, once replication is complete, the mitochondria of the newly divided cells switch back to aerobic energy production. Creamer's research also points out another important function carried out by our mitochondria, carrying information. According to Creamer, ATP stores, bundles, and emits targeted photon-modulated information into the electromagnetic field. If this is true, then our mitochondria also play an important part in allowing our cells to carry out metabolic processes. And if this is true, it also means that mitochondrial dysfunction could have a broader impact on our health beyond our energy levels. It's worth wondering whether the benefits of vitamin D production from sunlight are solely from the vitamin D or also simply from the many benefits that come from proper sun exposure. After all, since sunlight stimulates biophoton activity in the mitochondria, it helps with our overall production of energy. It could be that the solar-activated production of vitamin D contributes to this process. Mitochondria need sunlight, but they need other things as well. Several variables may have a negative impact on mitochondrial function, including a lack of enzymes or cofactors needed for the various complexes in the electron transport chain. A lack of antioxidants, including vitamin D, the presence of toxins and heavy metals, or poor detoxification can also hinder mitochondrial functions. But given that our mitochondria need sunlight to thrive, we really can say that we're recharging our batteries when we go on vacation in the sun. Because after all, sunlight helps our cells make more fuel. Sunlight is just one external factor that can affect our health and well-being. So now that we've talked a little bit about the importance of sunlight to our cellular functions, let's talk about other factors in our external environment. Epigenics is the idea that our external environment can impact the way our genes express themselves. Now, it's true that we inherit our genetic makeup from our parents, but those inherited genes don't determine our health outcomes as much as the environment that we bathe those genes in. The science of nutrigenomics demonstrates that we can improve the outcomes of patients with certain genetic predispositions to disease by tailoring their external environment, including their diet. By ensuring patient cells are exposed to ideal nutrition and other factors, we can prevent them from suffering diseases they may be genetically predisposed to. And if they have become ill, improving their nutrition can reverse the disease and make them feel better. A great example of this idea in action is the vegan diet. It's been found that a vegan diet can turn on 500 disease-preventing genes in people, while turning off genes that can cause chronic diseases including cancer, heart disease, and prostate cancer. 
several scientific experiments have also demonstrated that photons, like those coming from sunlight, appear to interact with human DNA as well and may offer benefits of their own. Now that we've talked about the broader concepts of cellular metabolism, sunlight, and the way our genes affect our health, let's get back to talking about vitamin D and its many health benefits. It's important to maintain optimum vitamin D levels in your body because it offers a number of very important health benefits. First, vitamin D has been found to help reduce users' cancer risk. Recent research indicates that supplementation with vitamin D3 may significantly reduce the risk of death from cancer. In one meta-analysis, vitamin D3 supplementation statistically reduced cancer deaths by 16%. Next, vitamin D users enjoy an increase in energy levels. Although there are many potential causes of fatigue, low vitamin D levels may be one of them. In one case study, a 28-year-old woman with excessive daytime sleepiness was monitored for a period of four months. Her vitamin D levels were found to be at 5.9 nanograms per milliliter, which is extremely low. So, 500,000 IUs of vitamin D supplementation were administered once per week. After two weeks, the woman's fatigue symptoms dramatically improved. Remarkably, vitamin D supports the immune system and aids wound healing. Studies have demonstrated an increased link between low vitamin D levels and increased illness or infection. The researcher JAT in 2017 carried out a systematic review and meta-analysis of observational studies on children with lower respiratory tract infections, and they found a correlation between the incidence and severity of infection and vitamin D status. Pletz and their research team in 2014 also found a link between vitamin D levels and the severity of community-acquired pneumonia. Bergman and their research team in 2013 analyzed the impact of vitamin D supplementation on respiratory tract infections and found that vitamin D appeared to have a protective effect. Optimal vitamin D levels are also thought to aid wound healing, partly by reducing inflammation and reducing the risk of infection but it also appears that vitamin D contains compounds which contribute to the formation of new skin. Researchers have also found that vitamin D helps maintain healthy bones and teeth. Vitamin D plays an important role in the absorption of calcium and bone metabolism, contributing to healthy bones and teeth. A study examining bone density in menopausal and postmenopausal women, done by Boehner and Sillet in 2015, found an association between low bone density and low vitamin D levels. Vitamin D has also been found to encourage healthy gene expression. There is a growing body of research indicating that vitamin D influences expression of up to as many as 200 different genes, including those involved in detoxification, immune system response, and killing cancer cells. Parents and teachers find that vitamin D can help ease behavioral problems in children. Vitamin D deficiency during primary school years has been shown to increase the risk of children developing behavioral problems during adolescence, paving the way to encouraging better school performance through better management of vitamin D intake. Vitamin D is also helpful during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Optimal vitamin D levels during pregnancy have been found to reduce the risk of preeclampsia, insulin resistance, and gestational diabetes in mothers and vitamin D is also important for the fetus's developing immune system, skeletal system, and brain. A mother's vitamin D status is passed onto her baby through breast milk. 
So it's vital that pregnant women check their vitamin D levels and address them if they are deficient prior to breastfeeding. This not only ensures the mother's immune system is supported, it also contributes to the baby's developing immune system. Optimum levels of vitamin D have been found to aid digestive health. Low vitamin D levels have been associated with increased gastrointestinal inflammation and an increased risk of inflammatory bowel disease, particularly Crohn's disease and colitis. Low vitamin D levels have also been associated with dysbiosis of the gut microbiome, which impacts the immune system and further increases the risk of IBD developing. Vitamin D helps users' mental health. There are many potential causes for low mood, but low vitamin D levels can be one of them. Many studies have shown that supplementation with adequate vitamin D dosages may relieve symptoms of depression, particularly in older adults. Vitamin D may also play a part in overall brain function. It may also help reduce the risk of developing dementia, Alzheimer's disease, and even schizophrenia. Vitamin D is known to provide healthy nervous system support. Vitamin D is thought to be involved with the expression of genes which regulate multiple sclerosis, or MS. Significant research has demonstrated a correlation between lower vitamin D levels and higher incidence of MS. Vitamin D levels may also impact disease activity in patients already diagnosed with MS. Similarly, early research shows a potential correlation between vitamin D levels and the risk of developing Parkinson's disease. And vitamin D levels may also have an impact on the severity of the disease in people already dealing with Parkinson's. And if all that wasn't enough, vitamin D can also help decrease the risk of diabetes. Optimal vitamin D levels have been found to improve insulin resistance and decrease the risk of pre-diabetic patients developing full-blown diabetes. With all these wonderful benefits attributed to vitamin D, you might be wondering, is there any way taking too much vitamin D could be bad for you? The answer is yes. Vitamin D is clearly a very important nutrient, and taking vitamin D supplements can be extremely helpful. In the UK, vitamin D supplementation is often necessary to achieve optimal levels especially during times of the year with low sunshine. However, as with all supplements, one must exercise caution and speak with a health professional about appropriate dosing. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble nutrient. Therefore, it can accumulate in our systems. Because of this, it is in rare cases possible to have too much vitamin D in your system and experience an overdose, which could lead to vitamin D toxicity, or as it's also called, hypervitaminosis D. The condition is rare, but it is potentially quite serious. Vitamin D toxicity can lead to a buildup of calcium in the blood, called hypercalcemia. Symptoms of vitamin D toxicity include nausea, vomiting, weakness, and frequent urination. In some cases, this may also result in bone pain and kidney problems caused by the formation of calcium stones. So, as we've learned, it's a great idea to make sure you're maintaining optimum levels of vitamin D because of all the potential health benefits. But the question remains, are all these health benefits the sole result of the vitamin D? Or is vitamin D an essential component of optimal mitochondrial function? And does the biophoton activity that helps create vitamin D in the body also activating other positive cellular activity? As naturopaths and proponents of electromagnetic nutrition, these are all issues we should keep in mind as we help our patients achieve better health and well-being outcomes. Once again, 
I'm David Green from Canela. To learn more about how vitamin D can be an important part of any healthy person's nutrition, please check out our in-depth blogs and webinars at www.canelaholdings.com. And thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll be producing more podcasts shortly with more great in-depth information about naturopathic approaches and products that can help treat many vital health concerns.